Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tech Connect Podcast. I'm John Martin. And I'm Dean Reverman. Dean, uh, another year down. Yes, sir. We're two years into this whole podcasting we stick are. now, aren't we? Yes. Is it two years now? Has it been well, that long? I guess it has. I mean, yeah, because we started early 2020. Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. Like yeah. our first episodes didn't come out until mid-year, but we were working on it pretty early on. Yep. So we've yep. been at this a while. Yeah. yeah Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, my friend. <laughs> Absolutely. Who knew? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, this it's the end of it's the end of our podcast year. Yes. Um, you're listening to this. If you're listening to this when it comes out, it's really the week of Christmas here in the US. Yep. Uh, so yep. Um, you know, it, it's the time to reflect, and everybody does this this time Absolutely. of year. Reflect know, on the year past. Yeah, you're one of these people that do the the things at the end of the resolutions, right? Do well, you do no, resolutions? not really. We talked about that last year. Like, yeah, we okay. don't. Neither one of us really kind of do no, it. I'll right. say some stuff sometimes I'd like to do, but I don't right. hold myself accountable okay. at all. So <laughs> I don't. I don't like that kind of pressure. We like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't like to be that person who's like, I'm going to lose ten pounds. Like, no, no, no I'm not going to do that to myself. I'd like to, <laughs> sure, but I'm not going to make myself do that. No. Uh, I'm not going to disappoint myself that way. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, actually, we're recording this November 30th. That's true. So there's still another whole month to go. Things could still happen. Who knows what could happen over the next Who month? Knows? There's this Omicron variant we've started talking about yes. recently. There's bills in Congress Who, that need to be passed. Yeah. Who, uh, who knows where who knows? the next month is going yeah. to take us? Yeah. But um, for now, we thought, hey, there's enough that we can look back on the year that's passed, talk about some of the Agreed. The, the predictions we made, what we Agreed. expected out of this year, what did and didn't go right, yes. some of the challenges, yes. some of the stuff that surprised us. Yes. Uh, we'll reflect a little bit on the channel, reflect a little bit on the podcast, yep. maybe make some predictions again for next year, yeah. even though we're not really good at that. Yeah, no. no. Uh, but just a nice <laughs> okay. way for us to just uh, just wrap up the year before we sign off for, you know, maybe about a month or so and come back with Absolutely. some new episodes. But still some good stuff here. we got to reflect a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of reflection. Never yeah. hurts, you know, if you don't learn from history, you're, you're doomed to repeat it, doomed as they to repeat. say. There so. you go. Yep, absolutely. Uh, all that plus our usual value to the bar and what's tech connecting with us. It is time to plug in and get connected. Welcome to the Tech Connect Podcast. It's time to get connected. All right, so Dean, 2021. Yes, sir. Um, this I don't know about you, but this year felt pretty quick to me. Did it? 2020 felt ridiculously slow, and I'm sure a lot of it had to do with, you know, <laughs> nothing to do because we're stuck in a pandemic and can't yes. do anything yes. for the bulk of the year. Yes. This year, while some of that was still a challenge, you know, let's mm -hmm. be honest, um, mm -hmm. I think we were pretty upfront last year about like, Look, there's no expectation this whole pandemic thing is going to just go away like, right. miraculously anytime soon. I think yeah. we, I think we'd resolved ourselves at that point that we were, mm -hmm. you know, the, in it for the long. The haul. tunnel was still ahead of us. There was a little pinpoint of light down there, but we still yes. knew we had a long way to go. Absolutely. Uh, and so, so here we are then at 21, and I, I, I do feel like this year, you know, felt a little, a little bit more normal than last for sure. Yes. Whatever normal means now, yes. you know. Yes. Um, so, so you know, let's let's take that time to you know look back a little bit, look ahead a little bit. So, I guess the big first thing is, you know, our expectations about the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I think we were fairly honest about, look, mm -hmm. this isn't an overnight thing. Even mm -hmm. though the vaccines were on the way, we knew mm -hmm. vaccines were on the way. Yep. We also knew that things were going to change along the way, mm -hmm. and that this was more likely to become the endemic rather than a pandemic. And mm -hmm. lo and behold, here we are. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think we really expected something like the Delta variant, which mm -hmm. kind of came along and really kind of threw a, a wrench in the gears again. Mm -hmm. 
to some extent. But, mm-hmm. you know, the vaccine rollout did go well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, plenty of people did get vaccinated. You know, maybe not as much as we would like to see or, you know, enough. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're, we're getting somewhere. But so how did that feel to you? Where do you... Where do you, how do you feel yeah. about the pandemic now as, compared to last well, year? Well, I mean, you know, there's the, the phrase pandemic rip fatigue. And, yes. I, and I think that there's a lot of that going there on. Is. That You know, it's just like this endless wave of feelings and emotions and up and down. And, and it's just it's very, very taxing. Now, right. one of the, you know, one of the stats and I, I heard this somewhere. I, I don't I couldn't bring it up on, on the computer here, but uh, I believe that 70 percent of people feel like they're back to normal. I, I just heard that recently. And, then, right. you know, I don't know that I even need to use air quotes there. Normal. Right. What is normal? Right. Their but, version of normal. But I, yeah. but I, but when I reflect back, you know, this time last year was was different. You know, we, oh, yeah. the vaccines were still rolling out. It was still, you know, I think there was f- fatigue setting in for sure, but not quite. You know, now another year hence, it's just like, oh my gosh, we we're just never going to be over that. And I think yeah. people understand that. And even with this Omicron variant that's coming out, you're starting to see some pushback in the sense that, hey, look, we all understand there's going to be variants. Right, you can't right. every year the flu shot comes out. They try to take a guess at right. one at there's twenty be new variants flus. Yeah. that yeah. it could be right, and they right. and they pack the flu vir- or the uh, flu vaccine with as many variant. So it's just a way of life. Right, so right. I think a lot of people are starting to come to that realization that, and even those parts of the sector of our of our country and in the world that are blessed to have the vaccines are, are understanding that you know what it's just going to be a way of life. Right. Those right. who want it have gotten it. Those who don't want it aren't going to get it. That's the yep. reality. We all move forward uh, and. You know, for those that do get it and protect themselves against the variants, whatever, that that's going to work. So, you know, it's been interesting to see that. But at the end of the road, I'm glad there's some normality in life because, quite honestly, I think ever since oh, whatever I got my vaccine back in March or whatnot, I feel like there's been some normal. Yeah, I've, I've gone to football games. I've gone shopping. Right. I go to restaurants. Right. I've traveled. We had a Vartec in there, so we've done events. I, there's very little that I haven't been able to do that I wasn't doing right. in my prior right. life. Life, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I really we weren't that like, exciting to begin with. <laughs> well, th- this is this is very true. Uh, yeah, come on, my house is a pretty boring place, but except for the work from home thing, I mean right, that's, that's right. still the biggest, and we'll that's get into true. that here. But other aspects of my life, you know, we had family over for Thanksgiving. Nobody was sick. Nobody right, got sick. Right. So that was that was a lot better than yeah. last. Holidays year. feel a little more normal. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah, yeah. So so I'm I'm grateful for that. Yeah. So you know, kind of reflect. Back, I think we're in a better place. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. And, and I have a feeling, and again, I don't like to be in the prediction business, but if we're looking ahead, I think by this time next year, we'll even be more in the sense of like, okay, you know, we're living with this thing. We're going to go get our shots each year yeah. and and whatever. And I think a lot of that's got to do with that by the end of next year, you'll get to the point where, you know, everybody can potentially have the shot, you yeah. know, at least certainly here in America, obviously, I'm, I'm sure there's still going to be issues in parts of the world, but you know, once we've opened it up to even the youngest children, you know, like, you know, we've, we've already opened things up where, you know, a lot of children can get it. But once we get into even the youngest children where just, it's just the same as any other Mm -hmm. vaccination, like flu or whatever it is the kids get vaccinated for. And we can just say, Hey, if you want to do it, if you want to do it for your kids, fine, you can take care of that. And and we're, we're good to go. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I think 
that light at the end of the tunnel is a little bit bigger and brighter than it was this time last year, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I think we did hit some stumbling blocks this year where we kind of, you know, we had that stretch where things kind of went backwards for a little while. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I do think we're in a little bit of a better place. I don't feel, I don't feel quite as, it doesn't feel quite as ominous as it did before, you know, like, I, you know, I, I do. And to your point, we've had the opportunity to go out and do things, you know, like, I don't go when I go out somewhere and run into a grocery store to grab something, even though I don't half the time I don't even go in the grocery store. But if I do, I don't feel as like eh, about it as I did before. Now it's just back to my normal, like uh, everything's gross and your germs are all over stuff and I don't want to touch anything. I already <laughs> felt that way long before the pandemic. Now I'm just like, all right, I'm back to that again. But I don't feel as there's not as much trepidation as there was before. Mm-hmm. And, and it's nice to be back there again. And and I know some people maybe don't quite feel that way, you know, as much. And, and there's certain parts of the country and definitely parts of the world where you can't feel that way. But Man, I, I I hope yeah I hope we're we're just slowly continuing down that road to just you know it's yeah. life this yeah. is what life it's is life. now this is yeah. the normal you know so at this let's point. let's talk about some things that happened in 2021 that I didn't well here's one that I tried to prep my kids for uh-huh. and this is going to be a regional thing but you remember those little creatures that came out of the ground. The little oh, the cicadas, cicadas? Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah you know I tried to warn them that yeah. this is going to be really tough for uh, quite a few weeks and they're like yeah whatever dad yeah. no it was like eh. and we live in a in a part where there were old trees and where right, there's old trees right. there's just like millions of whatever millions per square acre or whatever yeah. uh is the capacity there so cicadas you know yep. they did yep. not underwhelm yeah they if were, you're not in the part of the world or the u.s where in particular where these things are an issue good for you what's funny is i didn't honestly they didn't seem as big, big of a deal to me as they did in what was it, two thousand two? Last two thousand two, three. Last time they well, came maybe around, your area. Well, didn't. that's the thing is, I, I, like, my neighborhood is a relatively new neighborhood. Oh, well, there you go. Like, yeah. it's only been, it hasn't been around as long yeah. as the last time. So, yeah. you know, they're like where, like, our house faces like you know a little grove of trees that's still the you know the original trees that I think you know got a, a decent amount of. But yeah, I remember the last one. Like, I think at the time I was living in an apartment and. I remember, like, I was, I would ride the bus home from work or whatever, and I would get off the bus, and there'd just be like, they're swarming the air, and there was just lines of dead bodies of these uh-huh. dead carcasses of these critters uh-huh. all along the side of the road and clogging up the gutters and stuff. Yep. I didn't see much of that this time, except oh, occasionally, like, house. well, like, even when I came out here, like, where our studio is, they were definitely worse in this area. Yes. And, um, and I definitely, and I knew people, you know, like, they were in Ohio, Ohio in particular, it seemed to have it much worse. So, yeah. yeah. I'm kind of so grateful anyway, I didn't have to deal with that. As that much was just one of those things. I thought the murder hornets were going to, you know, take us over. <laughs> murder hornets. Oh, wow. At some point in time. That, that feels like a throwback. Kind of didn't happen. I know, but no. that was just, you know, a little while ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, felt a little bit of relief on the hurricane season. I don't know. What do you think? It feels like, you know, yeah. there's always doom and gloom, and I get it. The planet's warming, blah, blah, blah. But but on the other hand, there's just too much There's just too much around that right now. Too much anxiety, added right. anxiety. And so anyway. This well, let's be honest. Season, usually VAR season oh, around yeah. the time we do vartech we're always like eyeballing like the hurricane that's on its way out yeah. when it's on its way in are we going to squeeze this in somewhere in time we didn't have those concerns and i realize year. i just jinxed america and by <laughs> saying that next year is going to be like this overwhelming probably amount of them but this year was kind of like yeah well, yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah, we had a couple bad ones, but nothing, nothing of the scale like we nothing, had in previous yeah. years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, a couple. And then the last thing it was the whole Mars, you know, Perseverance getting up there. Yeah. Uh, and and in the whole little uh, drone flying and stuff like that. So yeah. a little bit of the yeah. science stuff that that happened that I wasn't really on my radar. But it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's definitely. Cool. Yeah. Because traveling to space for whatever reason for me, I don't. Maybe it's a generational thing. Means hope. 
Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, why else would we be doing that? It's it's like a future thing. It's just to give you a little bit of hope and yeah. and and paint a good picture. Well, I mean, there, I remember so. when I was young, and I'm sure it's the same way for you. Like a any kind of like shuttle launch or a, oh yeah, a new rocket launch shuttle that was launch. an event. You know, it was a was prime it. time event or a midday event. Like in, I remember being in school and turning on the TV. You know, our teacher would stop everything to turn on the TV to uh, watch well, a shuttle I'm launch. I'm going to date something. myself, but we watched the the, the Challenger tragedy. I, I did too at school. Yep, you know, same here. Because that's it. The, the, okay, class, we're going to watch the shuttle yep. launch. It was that big of a deal. It was like my. Oh, yeah, this I is think cool. I was fourth grade at the time. Probably, I'm sure you were a little further along. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, but my teacher, I think I was living in Colorado at the time. My teacher had been one of like the ten finalists oh, for the teacher wow. in space. Okay, that was on that because Krista was a Krista McAuliffe, I think was her name. Yeah, that the went teacher up. that you were watching it with. Yes, and she, no way. she, That's when crazy. that happened, she broke down oh, crying. Of course. Like it was like it was an awful. I cannot you know, even. It was imagine. awful for her to experience that, just knowing that like she came very close to being that person. It was yeah. There. It was, That's uh, crazy. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. I mean, it, it, so to me, it, it, it's it's hope. It's a yeah. good thing. Yeah. So that's why I look at it with, with I yearn for those yeah. types of things. So it's you know, it's stuff. interesting that we were just talking about like the Challenger thing, and that's one of those cultural touch points that we yes. remember very vividly from right. our youth. You know, I think nine eleven is probably another one. Yes, I'm curious if the pandemic as a whole is going to be one of those. Oh, 100 percent. Like 2020, probably more in particular. Yep. But like, I'm sure, like, it's going to be interesting. Like, I'm sure our maybe you know, our children, you know, or you know, people Probably of a will. certain age, you know, 20 years down the road, we'll be talking about that as like this weird. Hundred percent. And we were talking to that when, with our little older kids, you know, the ones that are were well, they were senior and whatever in high school and going into college. And we were at the time, even today, we're like, hey, you're never gonna. This is a this is a once in a whatever century type of thing. Yeah, we this hope this is yeah. very unique. <laughs> and like, you're gonna be able to sit on your, you know, <laughs> your rocking chair someday. I remember when we were locked in our homes for a year and a half, and the and the kids aren't gonna remember. Like, yep. No, you weren't. No, yes, we were. <laughs> <laughs> My dad wiped down every grocery we brought in that house. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's the kind of thing, you know, there's therapy through laughing and, yeah, and that's no. definitely going to be happening, yep. you know, in future generations. Yeah, Definitely. But anyway. Well, you know, we, we talked last year that we don't make resolutions. Uh, I, right. I kind of briefly mentioned that I wanted to do some more reading and writing this yes. year. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, mixed results on that. I, I take it back. I actually did write more, I think, this year than usual. Um, I that's started good. writing like on LinkedIn, like, you know, yeah. writing some posts yeah. there from time to time. Yeah. Um, you know, try, I try to do a little bit more writing. I could definitely do a lot better and I'd like to do a lot better again, but that's more of an ongoing resolution for me. Reading, um, maybe about the same as the year before, maybe even a little bit less. So mm-hmm. probably didn't do quite as well mm-hmm. there. It's, you know, I, I have a hard time, you know, stopping a screen, not looking at a screen, whether it's, you know, a personal yes. mobile device or TV or something and yes. spending time reading. I should, but I don't as much as I just, should. Just so. keep that muscle exercise. Plus, you got a little one at home, you know, and that, that's they, true. They, they, the kids take time. You know, oh, I, yeah. I can just remember back when my kids were younger and whatnot, you, things that you want to do. And it's like, eh, well, whatever. Well, it's like by the time you just get keep, to the part, the part of the day when he goes to bed yeah. and you're squared you're, away from the night, I've had my shower, I'm uh-huh. good to go for the next day. And you've got that like maybe two hour window if you're right. lucky yeah. that you can, that you've like, oh, this is for me to do stuff. Like, yeah. what am I going to do? What, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? do? <laughs> Sit down on the TV and we'll start watching TV. I'm like, nope, two hours gone. There we go. Time for bed. Yeah. Oh, well, the yeah. best laid plans. That yeah. is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about then about this past year. Was there anything that really mm-hmm. surprised you, disappointed you, mm-hmm. challenged you? Like what kind of stuff really stood out beyond the, you know, what happened in the world at large? 
Oh, geez. Okay. So, well, travel, I guess, is one of those things that, you know, I, I find fascinating that it, it seems to me that tr people are willing to travel for personal, but not necessarily for professional. And that, I th think that's a little yeah. interesting. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> since we did the event and it was successful, we had as many people as we thought would be there, but uh, there was a different mix of, of folks there. So it's just, it's one of the travel is just one of those things that still during this, I hate to keep bringing it up, but during the pandemic, it is a little little bit of a weird thing that yeah. I don't think is is has ironed itself out. I bit. wonder if it's a matter of, you know, personal assumed risk versus, you know, risk thrust upon you by right. your employer kind yeah. of thing, yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. like, look, I'm willing for my beach vacation to take <laughs> right. some risks. I'm willing to get on a plane and with, you know, not to go of... see some clients or go to a trade show, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't <laughs> You're know. right. It's like does does that really, you know, does yeah. that really matter, but yeah, 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 I understand a little. One thing, the other thing, obviously, that is just burning in our industry is the whole supply chain thing. Right. And what's surprising to me, I'll just say, is the port of L.A. and literally the hole that we dug in, in the situation that we're in today. And so I've come to learn a little bit more about that, that, you know, we got to where we are right now, uh, kind of you know, we kind of forced our way into it in the sense that the port of LA, obviously the main pinch point for anything that's coming over from mm -hmm. Asia, I think it's 40 some odd percent of the freight that comes over from Asia. I'm sorry, of any freight that comes into the U.S. goes through the port of L.A. Well, wow. what they've done over the last 20 years or so used to be that there were smaller freight liners that, that would you know come into the port and they would they would process them. Well, to, to add in efficiencies and make it lower cost, what they did is they created these super liners, right? These right, ginormous right. things that you now see parked out there. <laughs> right. Well, there's only one port on the West Coast that can handle that's dredged yeah. out and can handle. So the hole that they Doug, in order to bring those ships literal in. and figurative, literally, it's <laughs> the only place that you can do it. So that's that is the reason yeah. why they're part. If you, if you look at it, it's not a port capacity issue in right. the sense that there's ports all up and down the West Coast, but they can't handle the ships right, that are right. sitting there. So it's like, oh wow, we really dug our own hole here. I mean, <laughs> like literally, and, and you know, so now you're seeing the leakage around all of that. I yep. mean, everything is being is tried now. They're 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 literally offloading the ships while they're still parked out in the water onto smaller ships right, so that they right. can take it to ports up and down or take it through the uh, Panama Canal uh, and bring it up the, into the East Coast. So what you knew was going to happen, right? Yeah. Whenever there's yeah. a stoppage, innovation is going to start happening right, and, right. and stuff like that. So that's one of those things I didn't see. You know, coming at, at this time last year, we all knew about the chip shortage, right? And there was, right, and right. Which is still ongoing. And that was the big right. alarming. But even though we kind of got production up and running globally, we don't have anywhere to put it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> because, you know, it created this backwash and then you had the surge in demand and the port just can't handle it and they can't get out of it. You know, they were designed to do just in time right. and handle right. just the kind of dirt. Yep. So if you now you're trying to compound six months worth of stuff into it, it's just it's not working. Yeah. It's so anyways, for I think that's pretty fascinating. Yeah, it, it, it kind of is. And it's one of those things, too, where I look at it and go, I don't know how you get out of this. No. Or, right. I mean, I don't know how long it takes to, maybe you do, but how long does that take? It's not going to be cheap. And it's, it's, it's fascinating it's, too, like seeing, 
Yeah, I mean, it was fascinating last year. I thought, you know, in 2020, the height of the pandemic, seeing where we had weird shortages stuff. You know, the toilet paper thing was odd. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we joked about that, some of the random stuff. Yep. It's even weirder now to look at it, too, and see, like, what's the random pinch points? What are the random things mm-hmm. that suddenly are hard to get? Mm-hmm. You know, like meats. There's certain types of meats that are hard to get, which mm-hmm. I find also weird in, in that most of that meat production is still happening here in the U.S., mm-hmm. and yet we're still having issues with that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know part of that some is, is labor shortages, some related to that. Like, mm-hmm. it's fascinating. It's it's fascinating and terrible all at the same time, I guess, to see like because let's be honest, a lot of this still comes back to the pandemic as a whole. Yeah, and to see what what this one event, how much havoc it wreaked across so many different industries and so many different things that we took for granted. And you're right, this this attitude of just in time and this attitude of mm-hmm. you know we we have just what we need in order to get what we need where we need when we need it. And now suddenly, you know, a, a, you know, the pandemic's not a small wrench, but you know, it's a wrench that was not something I think anyone expected to cause as much yeah. machinery to just blow up and implode yeah. and, yeah. and fall right. apart. Wasn't ready than for we that. expected. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. It's, it's, it's still feeling and we're that still thing. the reverberations of it. Yeah, hundred exactly. percent. Yeah, so you know, get fixed, and now we'll have overcapacity. <laughs> you know, as is <laughs> right. the case, uh, and and we've been talking about that here at work too. Uh, where we just have orders stacked up, but there's only so much, you know, that that, that demand's going to go away. Right, you you right. might have the demand today, but people are going to find solutions and stuff like yep. that. Uh, we can't have orders that are a year out. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's <laughs> just <laughs> not, you know. <laughs> Hey, remember that that whatever. It's that, like the fur, what is it? The furniture industry. That's the one that always cracks me up. Yeah, We're like, you, right. yeah, you can have your couch in six months. You're like, but I need one now. Need, yeah, now, six now. months. But but I I need it now. Okay, yeah, go to yeah. somewhere else. You go to the other place. Like seven months. Okay, never mind. So that and the, I would say the ongoing labor shortage, and, yeah. and I'll use air quotes there. I, I don't I don't I can't get that. I can't wrap my head around that I, because you know I really thought people would get back to work. Well, to, here's to the thing. Degree, but, I I think you're coming up on something where it's not about people not going back to work. It's that I think people have had, and I think we talked about this last year too, people have had the opportunity to reevaluate mm-hmm, their mm-hmm. lives and reevaluate what matters to them, reevaluate what kind of jobs they want to work and what they want to do. And I guess if you worked in an industry that didn't seem as concerned about your health and well-being mm-hmm. during a pandemic, you know, and, you know, or or didn't seem concerned about helping you out in some way mm-hmm. when they couldn't bring you in during the pandemic, yep. I can see how you might look at that and go, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I, there, I can find something else to do instead. Maybe I go back to school. Maybe you do something else different instead mm-hmm. now. So I, I feel like we've kind of reached this point where it's not about that you have people that are just sitting around going, like, nah, I don't feel like working, but more of just people that said, you know what, I don't want to work that low-paying, high-risk, you know, you know, uh, back-breaking job that I was doing before when I can potentially find something else instead. And I, I, Yeah, I guess. I, uh, I think we'll, that's we'll where we are. I, yeah, yeah, I feel like that may be where we are with some with some industries is just, you know, if, if they're not going to figure out a way to make – Working conditions better for their employees in mm-hmm. some way, or mm-hmm. make it a, a, well. Childcare is a is is a very yeah exactly. It's, it's, that's it's a big thing too. It's harder to find childcare now, uh, so that's that's certainly contributing to it. And you look at the statistics that you know it's hit women harder than than men, right? Uh, and for that reason, so it's just it's just interesting. I didn't really. I don't know what my expectations were that, you know, this would just go away and everybody goes back to where there was. That's clearly not <laughs> happening, but but it's just crazy that that's happening on that front. 
but yeah, but yeah. my disposition's different. Different, I guess. Yeah. Than, well, and it's, so, I mean, yeah. obviously, yeah, it's different for us in you know in a, in a white collar type world, you know, mm-hmm. where you know, our, nothing nothing changed for us other than we just we started working out of our houses instead. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's that was the big difference. So you know, for mm-hmm. us, it's like okay, you know, we didn't. We didn't have to go through what it was like to lose a job, or we didn't have to go through what it was like to work a job where every day you were concerned about getting sick, you know, because mm-hmm. you were constantly in a place where you were exposed to it. So mm-hmm. it's it's a whole different world, and it's not – I guess, you know, we don't under, quite get it because it's not something we've ever necessarily had to face. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know. True. Um, so that brings me to our other point here is work from home. Like, yeah, did right. you expect to still be working from home by the uh, end of this year? Yeah, to a certain degree, I guess. You? you know, I mean, I think there were the rumblings that things had changed at the end of next year. Well, I mean, we're still work from home, but but I think, you know, the how hybrid uh, is is clearly going to be embraced, I think, by most. Right. Uh, and we'll see what that means uh, coming out of it. But, yeah, I mean, I was expecting some change. I don't right. know that we would be 100%. Uh, but I still think the issues of work from home haven't been worked out in the sense that, you know, now that we've done some events and we've had some on-site meetings, man, you can just get a lot more done a lot faster when people are in the room and you can hash things out right. or, and, and, and we brought this up in our uh, marketing meeting the other day, you know, it's just, there's a lot of meetings going on, but you know, are, is a lot of stuff getting done? I don't know. I mean, I look at my schedule. It's like, oh my gosh, it's a lot of meetings. But right, right. It, you know, some of these things where people could have just walked down to the cubicle or whatever and said, hey, you know, da, 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 and and answered it and got it relieved a lot faster. So I don't know. The you work know, from home is nice. It's got right. definitely a lot of pros behind it. But there's some pros about being together in a, as a group and being able to get stuff done. I'll just put it that yeah. way, a little bit more efficiently. You know, to be fair, I feel like some of the stuff that you kind of mentioned there was issues even before work from home, though, oh, too. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's like, true. I've always hated meeting fatigue. I've always hated the meeting for the sake of having a meeting. Right. Like, yeah. Or we've got we've to gotta discuss this on a phone call. There's nothing... Nothing irritates me more than when I send an email to somebody that explains everything that needs to be explained to them, and they say, well, maybe we should get on a phone call and talk about this some more. Like, no, no, I promise you. There is nothing we're going to talk about on that call it's all well laid out. that's not already in this email or yeah. that I can't type up and quickly send to you in five five yeah. seconds right now. Yeah. And I there's still a weird impulse. And I know I get, like, everybody's got different personalities and different ways that they like to communicate. Mm-hmm. You know, I... I will always choose writing over top of anything when mm-hmm. I can when I have that option. Mm-hmm. But I understand, yeah, there's some people that are like, hey, when I can get a face-to-face conversation or get yep. you on the phone and talk about it yep. and work things through, that will always work better for me. I get yeah. that. Well. But, you know, I, I think, you know, we, we had that issue beforehand and it just got shifted over to like, all right, well, let's just have a bunch of Zoom calls now. <laughs> let's have Zoom calls about the Zoom call that we're going to have about the Zoom call next week. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah. no, no, stop. We're, Knock we're, it off. We're playing business here. We're not actually, yeah. you know, this isn't meaningful stuff here. Maybe to call back a couple episodes again when we all get into the metaverse. Oh, there you go. And can all have our virtual avatars having <laughs> meetings because we're just sitting around all the time in our virtual office with our goggles on. You know, we'll things will things will be yeah, a little different, different. then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, yeah. I, I, you know, oh. I, I, I'll be honest. I didn't. It was one of those things like I, you know, I'm a fan of work from home, and I like I was definitely in the mind of like, man, I hope this sticks around. Mm-hmm. I wasn't necessarily thinking it was going to, mm-hmm. and. You know, I like where we are now. I do like that we've reached this point where it's kind of like, look, you know, if you don't need to be somewhere, fine. And you can get your work done at home, get your work done at home. Mm -hmm. If you need to be somewhere, be there and get your work done there. I love that. I'm all for that. I I like that this is kind of where we are now. And I think... I think this is pretty much this going to be the norm. You're right. Yeah, I think this I think is so. the standard. I think. Absolutely. I think I, I mentioned last year. I think the competitive, the competitive edge that employers will have now by being mm-hmm. able to say to their employees, mm-hmm. like, "Hey, 
uh, you can you can work from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can work remotely. We might bring you in for a thing or two here or there, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm six states away from you, and I can employ you now because yep. you can work from anywhere that's and do right. my job. And yep. I think that's that's a huge advantage. I think that's clearly very helpful. No doubt about it. So. No doubt about it. All right. Well, let's reflect a little bit on the channel as a whole here. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you see the channel right now? Like, you know, after, after almost two years in a pandemic, where are we? Do you have any predictions or expectations for the channel as a whole going into 2022? Uh, geez. So there's a couple things that I wasn't really thinking pandemic related, but was thinking a little bit more about, you know, what, what's going to happen, what's going to continue to happen right. in the marketplace. So I, I got a couple of ones. Uh, some of them are easy, uh, short putts, consolidations, a word that's been used a lot. I think you're going to start continue to see that in the marketplace, whether it's vendors consolidating, resellers consolidating, consolidation of uh TSEs, what we call TSEs or ISVs out there. Uh, but on that point, you're going to continue to see an explosion, I think, of app development mm-hmm. uh, that is happening in the marketplace. Uh, I mean, clearly, all signs are pointing towards, you know, continuing to develop niche applications that are going to be highly relevant to a, I'll just call it a connected world. And business to business and the world that we live in is not immune to that. Uh, there's going to be a, a rampant amount of app development and solutions that are coming out that I think is going to continue in 2022. So when you think about it, if you're a solutions integrator, and we've talked about this a lot, one thing that's kind of crystallizing in my mind is that if you're a solution integrator, you're kind of a relationship owner of Mm -hmm. your customers. And those with a robust tech stack that we've talked about, and maybe we'll define what we mean by tech stack in this sense, uh, will continue to win. And what we mean by that, or at least what I mean by a robust tech stack, is you can't just be the POS guy. You can't just be the TNL mm-hmm. barcode gal that, that comes in and, and does that only. You have to have a more robust tech stack that's going to have viable solutions that can answer a lot of the questions that your customers have uh, and need in order to stay relevant in this world. No matter if it's hospitality, manufacturing, whatever, it's across all verticals uh, that this explosion in development app development, solution development to make things more efficient in, uh, is, is happening. So, you know, your ability, I think the ability to continue to develop ecosystems is going to be rampant in 2022 and continuing on. Uh, and then finally, with that ecosystem, it's the partnerships that we always talk about uh, and being able to do it. So my prediction, if you will, is that those relevant solution integrators are going to be the ones that can figure that out, mm-hmm. continue to develop their ecosystem so that they build out a more robust tech stack have the partnerships that are relevant uh, so that when they go to their customers, they can be a, a good owner of that relationship in developing those types of solutions. So just some thoughts that I had. I don't know. Yeah. What are, what Dude, are, what's you, in your wheelhouse? You hit the nail on the head there because I I, I think we've seen over the, just the last few years, and you know a lot more about this industry than I do. And just from my perspective and, you know, little window into all of it and what I see and, you know, what I've learned here on the podcast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, it's. I think we've reached this point where you you have to be you do you have to have that tech stack. You have to have good partnerships. Mm-hmm. You've got to acknowledge and understand the role that software and applications play in the market now. Hundred percent. And an understanding that look, you know, this stuff is the future. Like I get that you have gadgets, you know, and I, I get that you think that selling hardware is important, and it is. You know, like we, you know, I, there's all kinds of cool apps that I want to play on this phone, but I, you know, and I have to have this phone to do it. 
But to me, it's more about the stuff on it than it is about mm-hmm. the device itself mm-hmm. necessarily most of the time. Oh, clearly. Yeah. And, and yeah, I yeah. think that's just, I think it's where the play we've reached at this point. And you see it, you know, like just looking at like the Tech Connect program over the last mm-hmm. few years and how mm-hmm. much that's grown for us, mm-hmm. how how many partners there are that are fine, how many new software companies there are that are fine, mm-hmm. and how many are springing up all the time. You know, mm-hmm. it's- And these are relevant uh, people. They are, yeah. I and, mean- We're yeah. not talking about just some somebody just trying something out and seeing what happens. Mm-hmm. Like you go out and you find these companies like, man, these people really, have it together. They know what they're talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. They found a niche that really works for them yep. and that they fit into and they're solving problems with that. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, it's it's fascinating. And you can see it from our customers and our vendors even too, mm-hmm. that all see these people and they want to know more about them. They want to mm-hmm. reach out to them. They want to mm-hmm. partner up with them. Yep. You know, it, it, it's, it's happening. And if, if there's any reason that you still have your head stuck in the mud and thinking <laughs> like, I'm just selling some barcode scanners and right. mobile computers yep. and digital mm-hmm. signage. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's all I'm going to do. That's all I'm concerned about. I promise you, you probably aren't going to be in business for too much longer yeah. if that's your old, if that's your main concern. Yeah. So, and as a good partner, you need to do your due diligence there to understand what your what your end user, what your customer needs, because they're out there, they're trying to survive as well, and they're going to survive through efficiencies that are going to be brought on through these types of solutions. Right. I mean, when you think about AI, and uh, one of my favorite episodes we'll get into here was the one we did with Rob Rizny from Intel. I mean, you think about AI and and food quality control and things that are going to be uh, evolving there. That's just one very small, you know, uh, glimpse into into what's happening in our world in our in our ecosystem. That's it, it's going to be rampant. I guess is maybe not the right word, but it's going to be <laughs> ubiquitous throughout all of our channels that we're in. Right, yeah. right. So it's fascinating, but that's my expectations. Yeah. I don't like to predict anything, but I think that that's <laughs> gonna that's gonna continue to go on. You know, it's also I think going to be interesting to see where we are with events over the next year. Yeah, you that's know, a good I, one. You know, the events started coming back kind yep. of mid point of this year mm-hmm. um you know uh what was the the first one was it um retail now that yes. was the first kind retail of big now. one i think in our yep. in our channel mm-hmm. that kind mm-hmm. of you know got out there and tried it out mm-hmm. and then obviously we did vartech after that yep. and man people were thirsty for it yep like you could tell yep. um it was funny sam was telling me like our social media like when the first post that she put up about vartech literally before the show had even started just when we were doing registration people were just trickling in mm-hmm. and she put up a few photos and post about it got the most engagement of any post ever. that we had done on linkedin yeah. i think mm-hmm. yeah yeah ever mm-hmm. let alone this year right. ever Mm-hmm. That's how excited people were for something like this and for something coming back. Yep. So I think it's going to be interesting to see moving forward, like, you know, as, as you know, as people feel more comfortable with this, travel opens back up and, you know, people are more interested in doing events again. But I also am going to be interested to see, like, where the virtual event still fits in, mm-hmm. too, because mm-hmm. I think there's still a place for that. Oh, sure. I think there are events that don't make sense as in-person events mm-hmm. anymore, mm-hmm. or potentially you could, mm-hmm. or events maybe that we don't, weren't typically doing mm-hmm. that maybe you could do now in a virtual sense. And mm-hmm. and and I, I can see some some cool new virtual event kind of features popping up over the next few years. I would years. agree, but I don't know that my opinion of, of virtual events and, the, and what you can get out of them is going to change. And, and here's what I mean by that. In a virtual event, I, th- I think you can still get good education. Right. So if you're, if it's if limited, the yes, event you're right. Is, is to educate or train or do some, something like that, you're good there. Networking to me does right, not work right. in a virtual event. Still <laughs> doesn't work. And then anything product related, if you really want to kick your tires and seeing a product yep. and what's going on, you, there's 
there's you just can't do that yeah. in the virtual world. So so I, the education piece I think works and and I think could work you know right. into the future. But those other two main elements, at least of events that we do, I don't know, man. You got to yeah. be in person. Yeah. You got to be in person to network and uh, you yep. know type of a thing. So definitely. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, let's uh, let's reflect on the podcast a little bit. Yes, sir. We've had a busy year. We have. Um, man, when you look back at the topics, we had a lot of good. Oh, ones. I know. We had a lot. Now I put on your top five episodes, and I think you kind of thought maybe I was saying like, "What are your top five oh, episodes?" Oh, okay. Which please share with me because okay. I was I was looking I did. at. I delineated my. Top That's five fine, episodes. but I also my point too is like, which what you know, I want you to take some guesses at what do you think our top five most downloaded slash watched oh, listened to episodes were this, this that year? I'm gonna miss. I don't know. You have any That's, guesses? Even a couple of them, maybe. Uh, well, marketing usually does well. Okay, you know? so, so any of the marketing ones were they top rated? Um, Yes. Okay. The creative marketing tactics tactics with Jody Costa, that was one of the live Vartec ones. All right. Um, that was that was number five of our most viewed and downloaded uh, this year. We did one on RFID. Did that get some run? Um, no, no, that one didn't. Um, if I'm going to stick with the marketing theme, number four was the optimizing LinkedIn with James Corey, okay. also the live Vartec. All right. All right. All right. Uh, number three was how tech shapes society with MicroTouches Gene Halsey. Nice, really. That was nice. It was because yeah, because yeah, it was, was a, a nice one. kind of broad view of like you know technology as a whole yeah. and the history it's played in our society. I yeah, like he that brought one. a lot of he did history. To uh, that. How to make security part of your tech stack with Honeywell Stan Zawicki. Oh, nice. Okay. Not one I would have expected to be up there. Not that it wasn't a good episode or anything. Just like I wouldn't a have topic that. that you know like I, I guess people were more interested than I expected. It makes sense. You know, security security is pretty important. Mm -hmm. And our number one episode so far this year, barring you know what happens over the next month or so, helping warehouses integrate. New technology with Staylink's Justin Griffith. There you go. Uh, Justin was a very compelling, you know, yeah. speaker. He had a really good story. He yep. had a really good insight into mm -hmm. into warehouse and technology. So yeah, those are five. Well, people. I think there's still a lot of interest around that. Oh, yeah. So many people getting. There's just a lot of optics on the on the warehouse, DCs, things like that. Whether you're manufacturing or, or not. Uh, and, and so I can see the why that maybe right, right. that one makes a little bit of sense. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. tell me what were some of your favorite? Well, some of my favorite ones were the cover color labeling with Andy Andy Schurz. Shures, I think it was from Shures. Uh, yeah, Shures. Shures. That was name, from yeah. from Epson. I yep. I don't know because I like bringing on folks that have good historical context. I think he's been in the industry since eighteen. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, since <laughs> eight, like twenty five years or Andy, something. Andy, I apologize. Like that. I know. Yeah. Andy, we love you. We just we just lost Epson's uh, sponsorship <laughs> for next year. Thanks a lot, Dean. <laughs> but that was a good. Again, I like people that bring that historical context right, in, right. into things like that. Always love talking sensors. Uh, so Kalen, when he was on uh, sensor driven. Analytics, I thought was a really good one. Uh, the, the episode that we did, RFID versus barcode, uh, with the guys from CDO, yep, Todd, yep, Todd yep. Merkerheide and uh, um, uh, Mark White. Wyatt, uh, I thought that one was yeah. really good. Love that. And then finally, you already mentioned it, Jody Costa. Uh, and I really enjoyed doing the podcast at, at Vartec. I think yeah, we'll do it again. Yeah. Um, doing the live audience. I wish we could do that more. I don't I know. know how we could do that more, but it was it was good. It was a good learning, and, and we'll do more and better uh, next year. But I thought she she hit it out of the park with yeah. a lot of good contextual stuff there. I very much agree. Jody was, Jody was a lot of fun. She was a great guest. She was very game for mm -hmm. everything we do. Yeah. And 
you know, had had that element of nerdiness that yep. we can appreciate That's on exactly the show, right. yes. but also had some just brilliant insight. Like, uh, yeah. I, honestly, we will probably have her on again. I yeah. don't see any reason why we wouldn't. Right. Um, I'd love to dig deeper into some of her corners of marketing. And she's someone that I have found myself paying a lot of attention to, like when she posts on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just what she's doing out there and the little yep. videos and stuff that she'll post. And, oh, she gets it. She's, yep. Yep, yep. she's, she's very, very much grounded does. in our so, world. Yep. So, yeah. So yeah, I'm with you, man. I like some of those too. Man, I'm just, I, I'm same with you. I'm looking over this list of stuff we've done this year and going back to what was our first, uh, outside of our season preview, our first regular episode, deep selling and account penetration with Elo's Luke Wilbury. Yeah, like, Luke. Yeah. I mean, that's, man, it I feels like forever Luke the ago. Other week and, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a great episode. I thought that one was highly rated as well, uh, but anyway. It was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, um, yeah our uh, hospitality and dining with uh, Shannon Moyes from Volante. Oh, Shannon rocks. That was another She's fun awesome. one. She, you know, she really bring, brought her A game for that. Yeah. Um, uh, where are we with Android with Elo's Naraj Pense? Like, mm-hmm. you want to talk about a topic that. I thought, I mean, look, you know, we do all these hoping that they're going to be engaging and mm-hmm, interesting, but mm-hmm. sometimes we do and we're like, man, this might be a dry episode. We're not sure. <laughs> Thankfully, our guests are always super pumped about what they talk about. Yes. And he was somebody who was smiling and joking the whole time. The whole like, time, yeah. Had lots of, uh, lots of fun stuff to say. I, yeah. I, I definitely appreciated that. Uh-huh. I've enjoyed all the, t- the Tech bite stuff. Those yep. have been a lot of fun to be able to just sit here yep. with you and yep. riff on, yep. on topics in the news. And Agreed. I, I feel like we get some fun deep dives into some stuff there. Yeah. So, yeah. man, we did, we did some good stuff this year. But yeah, I definitely loved filming live at Vartech. Um, it was one of those things, you know, like I was worried, I'm like, man, are we going to be nervous about this? Are we not going to get the reaction we want out of this? And I, I honestly, like, I loved it. I loved yeah. every second. I thought it was fun. It yeah. was it was easy to just do what we normally do, but just happen to have an audience there with us. 100%. So. Yeah. So we'll get more audience engagement, I think, next time. Yeah, definitely. So that was you know, and I also want to point out, it's actually kind of been hinted at and mentioned a few times on the podcast, but we've never really come out and mentioned it on the show. But we did actually win an award this year. Oh, that's true. Uh, yes. So at Vartech, uh, AIM Global uh, honored us with the, yep. the Burt Moore Excellence in Journalism Award. Congrats. Um, yeah. Yes. Now, here's... Uh, I should tell a funny backstory of this too, because I Mark Fraker approached me at Vartech like <laughs> first day and said, "Hey, uh, Dean has was uh, has won this award for me, which I believe you and I nominated each other right. for it." <laughs> and he said, "You know, Dean's has won this award, so you know we want you to get up and present this to him. You help me present this to him." I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, and great, you awesome. Yeah, I yeah. was like, yeah, I'd love to do that. That sounds fantastic. Oh, no, you, you played cool. You're like, hey, <clears throat> you need any help in the morning? Because this is during the second day morning. Yeah, session. it was. Yeah, it was during like the." Tech Connect Live program. In front of everybody. everybody. In front of the entire congregation of folks. So so Mark, Mike Allen from AIM and I come up and interrupt you in the middle of your speech. Right in the middle of my spiel. Yeah, which which thanks for that, by the way. Mark typically does that to you anyway. You know know that he'll come along and and throw a wrench in your works. I'm just in front of a thousand people and you're just going to interrupt. Your whole flow, everything you've been practicing, (laughs) we're just going to show up on stage and throw something at you you weren't expecting. So we get up there and then Mark reveals that it's being given to both of us actually yes. so i got yes, hoodwinked into be. that too yes. yes uh so we are we're very grateful we very are. you know um That's proud awesome. and grateful and excited about that uh, yeah. pretty cool to to get honored that way i so, agree yeah. i agree getting honored by peers and and uh, aim is the association obviously with the automatic identification right. uh folks so very nice very humbling to to receive the award so yeah yeah, yeah. very much thank so. you yeah 
We love that. That's uh, awesome. Let's see. Anything else podcast related we need to talk about? Uh, you know, I no, think on to 2022. You know, we got a lot yeah. of good stuff, I think, coming up. We've we got do. Things we that do. we have to unpack, things that we didn't get to this year. Exactly. There's a little bit more on the government side, you yes. know, yep. uh, and bringing some of that in. Yeah, I will, as a little sneak peek, um, I do have some stuff planned for next year. We don't have concrete, you know, episodes and dates. Mm-hmm. One, we're going to finish up the marketing series, the demand marketing series yes, with Cordy. With Cordy. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to finish that up. Yep. Um, that's coming. Um, yes, more government stuff. I've been talking to Jeff Smith, yep. who has done a couple of government episodes for us already. He's he's game to come back and, and help us dig more into that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think we'll probably get Jody back on at some point. We, mm-hmm. you know, there's always more marketing stuff that we can talk about. So mm-hmm. we've got some stuff in the works. But, well, first of all, as always, and a huge thank you. This 2021 Tech Connect podcast season would not have happened without our sponsors. Absolutely. So thank you, as always, to Elo, Epson, Honeywell, and Zebra for sponsoring the show all year long. Mm -hmm. Thank you to all the various vendors and software partners that have sponsored contributed guests yes subject uh, matter experts purchased are... some ads yes. yeah just mm-hmm. just if anything you have done with this podcast we appreciate it. i would list you off there'd be too many of you to name and i'd forget somebody and feel and feel ashamed <laughs> of that so seriously thank you for your support thank you the listener slash watcher for your support but i do have a request of you we've yes. been bringing you all this fun content right all year long yep and I see the numbers. I, I run the numbers every week of who's downloading, who is watching, who's subscribing. Uh, I know you're out there. You obviously <laughs> like the show. You keep following along with it. But uh, we need your help. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, we've got some ideas already for next year, and we can dig out stuff. Dean and I can sit around and talk tech bites all the time. All we can the talk time. Star Wars. Absolutely. We can, plenty of things we can ramble about. But if you have things you want to hear about, you have to let us know. Uh, if you're looking for certain topics, mm-hmm. if there are certain industries you want more information on, mm-hmm. you know, like government, if there are certain types of technology you want us to dig further into yep. than we have yep. before. You, right. Uh, if some of our vendor partners you that we haven't heard from yet, let us know. We'd be happy to go ping them and say, hey, hey. they want you on the podcast. Absolutely. You know, can you can you help us out here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if there's certain, you know, if, if you, there's certain people in the industry that you just love to hear from, and you know, if we can wrangle them and get them on the show, we'll be happy to do that. Mm-hmm. We need your help, though, uh, and we're going to incentivize you. Like, we're not just asking for help. We're going to incentivize you to do it. You have a chance to win? $100. There you go. So send in your ideas to us. Uh, if we like one and we pick it, we decide to run with it for the show, uh, we will give you $100. We'll probably even credit you on the show, too. And, you know, Hey, this was sent in by a listener Absolutely. XYZ. XYZ, yep. mm-hmm. uh, Now, for even just sending in an idea at all, whether we pick it or not, we will give you a Tech Connect podcast T-shirt. How can you not like that? You can wear a shirt around, show it off to all your friends. They'll all say, what in the world is a Tech Connect podcast? And you can, you know, bore them by talking about your industry for, for half an hour. No, so. enlighten them that they should be <laughs> as enlightened as you are by listening True. to the show. But let's be honest, if you're outside of this industry, you're probably like, okay, that's yeah. that's great. Yeah. Hey, if nothing else, you tell them, like, look, even if you're not interested in the other stuff, listen to the end where they do the tech connecting segment. That part's always fun. You don't have to even know anything about the industry. Or the Star Wars episode. Or I mean, the Star Wars on. episode, yeah. 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 Or Tech Bites. Tech Bites yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, pretty agnostic. It's Absolutely. not about our industry. So <laughs> lots of fun stuff that you can have on the show. Lots of incentive. Again, $100 and or a t-shirt just for giving us your ideas. So send those in to us. You can find us on Twitter. Tweet to us at TechConnectPod. You can also email us TechConnect at BlueStarInc.com. All right. So... 
Normally we'd wrap up with VAR value yes. and uh, what's tech connecting with us. Uh, VAR value, you know, they're like uh, this obviously hasn't been the conversation where there's a lot of takeaway stuff yep. other than just like, hey, this is the time of year to start thinking about the new yeah. year. Reflect. You know? yep. Reflect. Plan for the next year. That's what we do. Yeah. Yep. What went right mm-hmm. for you? I'm sure you've already been thinking about this, you know, by the time this episode comes out. But what went mm-hmm. right? What went wrong? What can you be doing next year? Hopefully you've got plans in place for the mm-hmm. following year. And if you need help with any of those plans... We're here for you. That's what Blue Star is here for. Mm-hmm. Reach out to us. Tell us what you want to accomplish next year. Tell us what kind of, you know, market or customers you're trying to go after, mm-hmm. um, what you need to make that happen. And we'll we'll find the right people to help help do that for you. That's, yeah. that's, that's what we're here for. That's, that's our job. Do. That's yeah. right. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, hey, let's finish off uh, this uh, episode in the year with what's tech connecting with you. And I've got a particular question like we did last year. Yep. Let's talk about some of our favorite things from this year, whether it's uh, movies, TV, podcasts, books, Whatever it was, what are some of your favorite things from the last year? Things that that you enjoyed and, and inspired you, and <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Maybe not inspired you, but just you know, <laughs> it's some, a, it's something took your list. mind off of yeah. all the the troubles, your troubles for at least yeah, an hour. Or so. I got a little aviation app that I like to. But remember, who was on that we had on? Uh, oh about yeah, the, the I, cannot, I, I don't remember, but yes. Oh did. man, that the I, flight I feel, simulator. Yeah, I feel like that was killing the one I was just on my little iPad. That's it's really good for like wasting twenty minutes. <laughs> right, right. Although, quick quick fun story is if you're ever on an airplane and you do that at the same time and other people around <laughs> you is like are, is he flying the plane on his ipad what is he doing have with you actually thing? done this is that why yes. you're telling me this yes That's hilarious yes it is hilarious because people will give you the, the kind of the look out of their corner of their eye like what is that dude doing and you're like Wee. Yeah, yeah 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 so uh so um the best way thank you for the for the uh idea here or the uh, the offer to watch it, whatever. Ted Lasso is yes. is the is the one show I guess that I've enjoyed watching and decompressing. Not quite done yet because we've hit a little bit of a lull, but right, we're right, like right. we've got three episodes left of the last season uh, to watch. But I think they're coming out with a new one, right? Coming yeah, up, it'll be another year, year or so probably. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's fantastically written, yes. well developed characters. You just you get into it. There's, no, there's a clear reason why it's doing really well because yeah. it's just I love well written stuff. Oh, I do know? too. Yeah, uh, and in character development yep. and being able yep. to do that with brevity and not a lot of words. I mean, I think they really nail it on that. And, yeah. and of course, the actors are instrumental in pulling that off. But I've really enjoyed. Uh, watching that one, and then finally a podcast that I that I watch really all that or listen to all the time is Planet Money. It's an NPR one, uh, but I it's just the way that they deliver it. It's it's money related stuff, but they do a really good job right, of telling right. the story, and they've gotten better through the years yeah. at doing that. You so. really you can't go wrong with NPR if you're especially if you're just getting into podcasts. Like yes. I remember when I started when I first started listening to podcasts, it's been probably six seven years ago now. Serial, yeah, uh, and uh, This American Life, which mm-hmm. I had been listening to This American Life back in its old radio days, even honestly. Mm-hmm. Remember radios? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> uh, like I, I mean, I'd, I'd listened to that a long time ago, but you know, those were I think those were my first two podcasts that I cut my teeth on. I, I'd yep. say there's probably a lot of folks, yeah, that do that. Um, some of the other ones, like Pop Culture Happy Hour, is one mm-hmm. I still listen to pretty regularly. Some of their mm-hmm. little specials here and there, but mm-hmm. yeah, you can't go wrong. You can, I, I can guarantee you, if you don't know where to start with podcasts. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you clearly are into them somewhat. But if you're looking for a new one, NPR is almost always a good they're place just, to start. You'll produced. find something yeah. that will that will you know fit into your particular wheelhouse of what yeah. you're looking for. Yeah, so. yeah. So what'd you do this year? Good to, stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So I, you know, I actually I forgot to do my homework ahead of time on this. So I was just jotting some stuff down before we got started. But I was thinking of like some of the TV that I really loved this year. Squid Game. It was I, just I haven't man, watched it yet. Fascinating show. Highly recommend it. Um, it's it's oh. it's it's a 
it's an interesting show. It's one of those ones you watch and you go like, yeah, I can see that. And apparently, I was just reading the other day that like somebody like on YouTube created a like a real Squid Game, did a real not without all the the blood and gore yes, and you yes, know yes, murder, yes, yes, yes. but did a real version of it and like apparently got millions of views very quickly ah, for okay. it. You know, mm-hmm. Which there was an interesting discussion about that. Like, well, this guy just went out and created it on his own and did it on YouTube and got as many views as it took you know the Netflix show to get over like three months. Like, yeah, but. He can come up with his own thing. <laughs> he stole someone else's yeah, thing and just did it. it. Yeah, just yeah. did it himself. You yeah, know, like yeah. it's it's a whole different thing when you're creating something from scratch. You know, hundred so, percent. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Invincible, which is an animated series on Amazon Prime based on a comic book about a kid who finds out that his that he's got superpowers. Well, he's he's known that his father is one of like is like the Superman type mm-hmm. you know character mm-hmm. in in this world. And um, he gets his own superpowers coming to, into his own and finds out some very disturbing things about mm. the world of superheroics that he didn't know before. Gotcha. Fascinating show. Also a extremely bloody and gory and violent show. Oh, geez. But, okay. <laughs> but a fun watch and a fascinating watch that kind of puts a nice spin on superheroics uh-huh. a little bit. Did you say it was animated? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Trek Lower Decks. So there's been a lot of new Star Trek. Kind of, I know we talk mm-hmm. about Star Wars all the time on mm-hmm. the show. I'm also a Trekker, though, or Trekkie, rather. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I know those two things are allowed to coexist. You're allowed <laughs> to like Star Wars and Star Trek. <laughs> I've been a big Star Trek fan for a long time. Some of the new stuff is really good. Um, the new season of Discovery recently started, but Lower Decks is their animated series, the more of adult-oriented animated series, which if you're a fan of Star Trek, is definitely for the fans. It's got a lot of like little gotcha. nods to, you gotcha. know, to fandom. It's, it's a more of a comedy series than anything. Lots of fun. I highly recommend it. Uh, a series that I finally got around to watching this year with my wife that had been on years ago, I think, on Stars only lasted three, two or three seasons, I think. Kind of ended, not abruptly, but could have gone on longer, but still has a, enough of a concise storyline. It's called Counterpart. Hmm. Uh, stars J.K. Simmons. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with him, um, he's, he's done a lot of stuff over the years. He's most notable lately for the uh, the farmer's insurance guy. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he's been J. Jonas Jameson in the Spider-Man movies. Yep. He's he's one of those that guy actors that yes, shows up a lot of stuff. he's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he actually got a starring role here in the show for good reason. He's a great actor. And basically, it, the theme of the show is that he works for an organization that is the kind of the frontline organization for a connection with an alternate universe. Mm. So basically he lives in a world where there it's our world, but there is a tunnel at this, this building where he works that goes to an alternate universe where things are just a little bit different than ours. And at some point he has to meet his counterpart and work with him for a reason. Ah. It opens up this huge conspiracy storyline and like uh-huh. these, th- I'm, I'm a sucker for alternate universe stories <laughs> that and time travel are my two sci-fi go-tos. Yes. If you give me any story involving either one of those concepts, I'm in. I'm in. Okay. And this was one, it reminded me a little bit, but you know, maybe a little more smaller scale of the series fringe from back in the early mm-hmm. 2010s, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but a similar concept where, yeah, there's this alternate reality. Things are a little bit different over there. They've had some different things happen. Um, they're a little more involved in some ways, a little less than others. So you get like small little sprinklings of, you know, what's different. And mm-hmm. But it's also like a great character study, some, you know, interesting developments with with this character and with other counterparts that you meet. So gotcha. highly recommend it. I believe yes, it's on yes. Amazon Prime still. It was when I watched it at least. All right. Uh, highly recommend the show. A uh, couple, couple podcasts I recommend. Um, one that's been out actually for a few years now, but I really started listening to it more this this year, Super Pod Hero Cast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this is basically a, a couple, I think they call themselves... Uh, dudes with dudes with beards 
reviewing movies with capes while drinking beers or something like that. Or maybe it's dudes <laughs> with beers. Drew's drinking beers while removing movies with capes or something. Nice. But basically, it's these two guys who, and I've always said that a good podcast has a good co-host chemistry. Uh-huh. These two are obviously friends. They work well together. And they basically will just run down the entire plot of a superhero film. They'll watch a film, run through the entire plot. They'll get into the history of these characters. And it's one of those things where it's it's definitely nerdy, and it's nerdy enough that I can appreciate it, but it's not... Like, it's not the toxic nerdiness. Yes, it's not yes, the, right. yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. I hate this because they yes. changed this. Yeah, 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 and yeah. the colors of Superman's boots in this movie weren't right. the right color kind right. of thing. Right. It's more of, like, just them appreciating what these films are. Mm. They're long episodes. They they literally run, like, almost the length of, like, the movie. Like, they'll be mm. two to two and a half hours long mm-hmm. sometimes. So you got to put in the time. When Mystery Science Theater. Three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I don't think they're watching it while they're podcasting about it. They just have very detailed notes and, like, mm. really run through the plot and explain things and, and, and give their discussion on it. And the whole time they're always drinking some kind of craft sure, beer that's sure. somewhat tied to the movie that yeah, they're watching. So gotcha. fun podcast, definitely recommend it. It doesn't have, a, I don't think, a big viewership yet, but clearly they're having fun with it. Uh, K-Pod, K-P-O-D-D 101.3. <laughs> so this is a podcast. One of the guys on it does some Star Trek podcasts that I love. And basically it's these two guys pretending to be like shock jock DJs from the late nineties. <laughs> so it's all like, it's, it's done as if they're doing a half hour block of oh, a morning show gotcha. in the nineties on alter- like an alternative radio station Bring from the 90s the in Los Stern. Angeles. Yes. Okay. Not quite oh. this, not quite Sternish, but, yeah. and the hilarious thing about it is like, they're clearly two guys that are just like, have no clue about anything. Uh-huh. So there's fun references to like, you know, stuff that they're railing about how dumb stuff is. That is like the future of tech that's ahead of them <laughs> that they don't know about. They also like are dealing with existential crises of their own lives. Oh, so like it's set in the nineties. Yes. It's, oh, it, okay. it is like, they gotcha. like, it's, it's, I think it started in like 97 and now it's 98. They're like maybe like eight or seven or eight episodes <laughs> in and everyone just kind of plays out. But like, you'll have a, a moment at the beginning where they think they're off mic, but they're actually uh-huh. talking about their personal lives. And like, you know, one's like been, like his wife dumped him and kicked him out and the other struggling and they, they both like had an issue with like, you know, on air issues with addiction or something like mm-hmm. that and like causing trouble. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's hilarious. It will, if you listen to radio back in the nineties, it will throw you back entirely to, to what those kind of morning gotcha. shows are like that yeah. no one really listens to anymore. <laughs> uh, X-ray vision, another podcast from crooked media. It's uh it's a deep dive nerd podcast. Uh, with Jason Concepcion and some guests, you'll come in and they'll just talk about what's happening in nerd culture. Mm. Um, you know, um, whether it's the latest movie, TV series, they do nice dives into stuff. He'll do nice, like if he's talking about comic books, for instance, or a comic book show or movie, he'll do like, you know, nice dives into the history yeah, of that character yeah. and no. give you some insight gotcha. there. Yeah. Fun stuff to watch uh. or some stuff to listen to. And then finally, I, I mentioned this, I think, as a tech connecting on the show. The one video game that I found myself playing a lot this year, Retro Bowl. I love it. I downloaded I, it. Have you played I it yet? Played it. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, yes. Isn't it so addictive? Yes, but I haven't gone through a season like I am you on have. year 22. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. That is how much I... Because, I mean, you can play like six or seven games oh, yeah. in like half an hour no and problem. get through them pretty quickly. Yeah. I tell you, if you like if you like retro old school sports video games, yes. especially if you played the Tecmo Bowls yep. at all at any yep. point, 
Yep. This, this is game it. This is it. so simple to play, so much fun, very addictive. I, I think I've only won two championships in my 22 years so oh, far. Oh, really? Okay. I'm playing as the the Saints now. I think I've gone through <laughs> the Jets, the Falcons, the Bengals. Uh, Bengals were very disappointing. It's shocker. Uh, <laughs> I've played the Bills, and now I think I'm on the Saints. So nice. Yeah. yeah. If you want some good mindless fun to entertain you for a while, I highly recommend Retro. I agree. Game, I agree. So. It's a good game. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that does it for me. Yes, uh, sir. That's all the stuff it that kept me entertained this too. year. That yeah. does it for 2021. Yes. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're done with another year. On to the next one. Yep. So, uh, hey, happy holidays, everybody. Yep. I hope you get to spend some time with your family, doing some fun stuff you love. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to the podcast this year. Yes, we do appreciate it. We will be back probably sometime in January. We're a little flexible on the schedule right now. Dean, who, by the way, I meant to call out earlier, Mr. VP of Marketing for Blue Star. If you haven't heard, Dean got himself a promotion this year. (laughs) Well-deserved. Uh, but he's a little bit of a busier man than usual. He was already busy. But he's we're, gonna get we're even still going to get it done. Yeah, yes. We're still going to get it done. That was the first question I asked. Like, well, what does this mean for the podcast? And yeah, he's like, well, I'm still doing the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he'll still be here. We just might have to work around his schedule a yeah, little bit. Yeah, more, yeah, yeah. So send us your ideas so we can yes, get them skewed please. up. Yes, please. Yeah. Scheduled. yeah. That'll, that'll help out a lot. Yeah. You know, Win 100 bucks at the same time. I can't time. rely on him for it anymore. I'm going to have no. to do all the work myself now. <laughs> so, you know, he's busy, quotes. <laughs> so <laughs> please send us your ideas. Uh, again, thank you so much. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Until next time, stay connected. Elo offers the widest selection of commercial-grade Android devices for enterprise use cases. Whether you're deploying a POS system, self-service application, mobile computer, nurse station, price checker, or automation control system, Elo has a reliable and secure edge compute device. With Elo Essential Edge for Android, developers, IT managers, and business leaders can leverage a uniform and constantly growing set of tools over a broad set of applications. Everything from managing connected peripherals like scanners and payment devices to security settings and OS is supported from an enterprise perspective. Users gain the advantage of years of development and customizations Elo has made for many global enterprise customers on its unified hardware platform. Stop worrying about the constant changes and end-of-life concerns of consumer devices with Elo Essential Edge. To learn more, check out the link in the show notes or contact the Blue Star Elo team. Every day, we depend on the many workers who protect our community, maintain critical infrastructures, and make the products we rely on. First responders, utility field service teams, and manufacturing production line workers are essential to our way of life. They need a tablet tailored for the essential work they perform, and the Zebra ET80 and ET85 deliver. The ETs meet the demand for two-in-one devices that can transform quickly from tablet to laptop to fixed or mobile workstations, including an optional integrated barcode scanner. Both options feature advanced CPUs, Power Precision Plus batteries, and support for multiple communication options. The Wi-Fi-only ET80 is ideal for inside the four walls, while the Wi-Fi and cellular ET85 provides one-device simplicity for workers on the move in the field. To learn more about these rugged, lightweight Windows 10 tablets, check out the link in the show notes or contact your Blue Star representative.